Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! joining you on a Wednesday Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. I was going to get there. You got to give me a second. Just trying to help you. I appreciate it's partnership. that. It, it is that. It is that for sure. I want to thank you guys for listening to us wherever you're catching our podcast from, be it at supertalk.fm or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. And, of course, we want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This weekend, it's going to be hot. You're going to want to cool off before, after, maybe even during the game. So I don't know how you sneak ice cream in anywhere, but you figure it out. You you, you, you can do it. And, uh, you, know, get, you know, treat yourself, but also keep your temperature low. It's it's almost like you want it, but you need it. Yeah. Which is which is a good recipe for business success. You know, in all seriousness, isn't it supposed to be like a hundred degrees Saturday? Yeah, something like that, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of dangerous. Stay hydrated, stay cool. Yeah. Take care of yourself. By all means. Long it. season. Long yeah. season. Don't, yeah. don't 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 go don't tap out here. Don't you go dying on me Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It is Wednesday, which means the rumblings are here. Another week of our tremendous Award-winning mailbag segment. Which award do you ask? Well, all of them. Every every segment that can be given to a podcast mailbag uh, reading has been given to us, in my opinion. Uh, so we got a lot of great questions. We're going to dive right into them, and we're going to start with Joel having to get on the, uh, the the platform here because Ellisville Dog wants to know, Joel, how frustrated do you think national fans are that they have won sixteen of their last twenty? And have lost a half game to the Braves over that stretch. Does that mean the Braves are 17 of their last 20? Uh, yeah, the, the Braves are red hot. Mm-hmm. Nats are red hot too. But yeah, the, the Nats, since like the middle of May, have this incredible record. But there's a problem there. The first month and a half of the season counts. And uh, Braves have been good all the way through. And so yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it is frustrating to be a Nationals fan that sits... Five, six and a half games back as we sit here and speak, but quite frankly, I don't give a crap how national fans feel. <laughs> Enjoy second place. Uh, if things go according to my plan, you will be there the remainder of the season. Enjoy the wild card game. Well, I like I like spiteful Joe Joel T. That's good stuff. He also now will, that I say that the Braves will tank and that's, it, that's it. Thoughts on this upcoming series with them? I mean, Braves just got to just play five hundred ball at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't even. I mean, they could put the stake in the heart. Really, yeah. It's a four-game series. You got and sweep them, go up ten and a half with like eighteen to play. It's over. I mean, but but in all honesty, all Atlanta has to do is not just bottom out, which they haven't done all season long. Right. And, and unless like Acuna, Freeman, and Donaldson all get hurt in the same game, I, I don't see them just croaking here. So, so I think Atlanta's in good shape. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Our next question comes to us from. John Jeffrey Nelson, who wants... Oh, we'll get a couple of his questions here. What was the best food you and I ate? So, did you eat anywhere other than Cochon? Uh, no. Not, no. So, I so mean, it was Cochon. Yeah, absolutely. But I'll be honest, it would have been tough to top yeah. Cochon. What'd you have? Which, later, there is actually a question from a a uh, Thunder and Lightning listener that apparently was sitting down as we were leaving Cochon. And so, he said he saw us leaving and he asked what we ate. So, I guess we're going to answer... A later question yeah. right here. And uh, so anyway. What did you have there? Had the, uh, slow, was it like the smoked short rib? Yeah. Oh, 
You want to talk about gravy? And, and, and you got like a twice baked stuffed potato. I had a potato twice too. baked stuffed potato on the side, and and my good friend Brian Haydad here ordered a a round of boudin for the table. Oh, that boudin was good. It was good. That yeah, was good. It was a great meal. Yeah, enjoyed that. The best meal I ate was at Giacomo's, and I had uh, quite a lot of food there. Uh, but my main course was a panade rabbit with a shrimp and tasso pasta, and it was fantastic. So uh, another Your one. Your best for, dessert was Kashan, though. That was the only dessert I ate all week, though. So, well, but it was the best. I take that back. It wasn't the only one on the way. I, I drove back the long way. I went through Hattiesburg because I wanted to stop at Ed's Burger Joint and get a Captain Crunch milkshake. That's the long way. I went to. I went through Hattiesburg. According to I my that, maps, that is the short way. Well, then I went that way, and uh, I got a Captain Crunch milkshake at uh, at Ed's Burger Joint. Yeah. Um, John Jeffrey Nelson, if you had to beat someone in a video game for a million dollars, which video game would you choose? What would you choose? MLB The Show. Okay, that's good. I got you. All right, I'm gonna go NCA. I'm gonna go. Actually, we're going old school. We're going to play Bill Walsh College Football 93 <laughs> on the Sega Genesis. I'm going to win that game. I'll go ahead and tell you. Uh, uh, you know, if you were asking like Teen Joel this, the answer is any of the NCAA footballs. Yeah. I would, I would, I had, I had high confidence on myself oh, back, yeah, you back in those yeah. days. Um, and now, I mean, it's been so long. You sit me down. I'm not confident I could beat you, but it might be the show. I still play it, so I, I, I'm I'm well attuned to, to to that. So you want to play the show? You're going down. All right. Stephen Norris wants to know: Did Louisiana's 28 points speak more to their offensive improvement, or Mississippi State's concerns on defense? Why not both? Yeah. Um, <coughs> which are you? I, I'll turn this question into a question for you. Which are you more convinced will stick for State? The improved offense. Or the defense, which are you? Which are you? The, the the improved offense will will, will, will probably stick. be all, all season. I think. And do you think defensively, State's just going to be up and down all year? I don't know if they're going to be up and down. They could be up. They could fix it and, and go forward, or they could be in all year. But I feel more confident that, that will change than the offense. One more. I'm, I'm making mailbag questions as we go. Go ahead. Here. Go ahead. On our media poll, you asked us if we thought State would be a top 20 defense by mm-hmm. the end of the year. And I think everyone pretty much either said yes or right at the cusp of it. Yeah. Did Saturday make you think that ain't going to happen? Yes. I think you're right. I think you have to. to, to you know, Moorhead made a, a comment, and I'm, I'm going to stick with this. He talked about it in post game. He like, talked about one-game seasons. You have 12 one-game seasons. That's how I'm looking at everything now. You know, every game is a season. So whatever I learned from the previous season is what I'm going to apply to the next one. And we're, that's how we're going to get through it. So nothing is going to be in concrete for me this year. It's going to change as the games change. That's how I'm going to look at things. That's a good way to look at it, Brian, because yeah. for uh, for negative Nancys out there, of which sometimes you can be. I can. I have been known to be one of you them. You could possibly have seven or eight undefeated seasons this year. That's a great way of looking at things. They went undefeated eight seasons in a row. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, where are we? Graham Yateman. I don't know if it's Yateman or Yeatman. Um, so you can feel free to send me the, the phonetics on that. Which suspension hurt Mississippi State the worst on Saturday? Lee Autry or Heisman candidate Jace Christman? Uh, my gut instinct here is actually Christman. Yeah. Because if that first field goal gets made... It could be a different game. It's just there's breathing room, kind yeah. of. There's more breathing room throughout yeah. things, and yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's then, why. Then then, then when you get that last touchdown, it's thirty eight fourteen, and at that point you feel like the game's at hand. Yeah, yeah. I mean at thirty five fourteen, I thought the I game thought was it at was hand, too, but but it turned out not to be right. But but yeah, I just I think that 
missing that field goal <coughs> kind of a little bit changed the complexion of how that game was viewed just a little bit. So, and, and I'm not convinced that Autry, I don't know how many snaps he would have gotten had he played, mm-hmm. but I'm not convinced that he alone would have saved the the issues that we saw. Yeah, I agree. Tyler Horker wants to ask a question that we answered yesterday. Texas or LSU, we are both on the Gotagas bandwagon for this one. They coming, Tyler. They coming. And they, they ain't turning back. They ain't backing down. They ain't backing down. Uh, let's see here. Andrew Noble, are you still doing things that are true this year? I mean, did you not listen to Monday? <laughs> I, they were there. I, I did them on Monday. We would encourage you to scroll back a couple episodes. and uh, well, we'll follow that on our questions that you, you could have answered for yourself. But we appreciate your listenership, though. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Even if you're a few episodes behind. DM, that's all it says is DM, was heads up directed at that girl getting hit in the face. I don't know if you saw this last night. Oh, I did. But uh, Ian Book, the Notre Dame quarterback, uncorked a pass, and it conked a girl right in the schnoz. I mean, Marsha Brady all over again. Yeah, that is a great, that is exactly what happened. She got on Twitter. She became a little Twitter famous. Oh, I did not night. see this. Yeah, yeah. She was like, thanks. Thanks, you know. No, I don't believe he. there was any heads up uh, shouted at that, that poor young lady. Yeah, I, in case you, he was responded to my original, you know, tweet for questions from you guys, in which I said, heads up, it's time for questions for the mailbag. Uh-huh. And, uh, so, yeah. so that was where the, was your heads up directed at the girl came from. But did did she in her tweet, did she include a picture of her schnoz after getting smashed? No, like, she did it, not. Not that I saw anyway. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Would love to see it. All right. I do wish her well, though. I hope your yeah, nose heals and is back straight. Because she'll be fine. You're talking to a guy that once got smacked in the nose with a baseball. Yeah. and uh, 96 I, I, miles per hour. No, that was not the one that I got smacked in the nose with a baseball. Uh, that was uh, a different one? This was, a, this was actually a different one. You're like yeah. Roger Dorn out there. Like This guy used yeah. to pitch you inside, Well, this was he? actually in a uh, scrimmage game in practice, mm-hmm. and um, I played third. Not very many pickoff throws to third. No. And uh, so, anyway, unbeknownst to me... Uh, our pitcher at the time decided he wanted to chunk one over there, mm-hmm. like with nobody expecting it, yeah. including the third baseman. Yeah, and he threw it to me, mm-hmm. but I'm you know expecting him to throw to the plate and right in the schnoz. Did the runner go, did the runner go? Uh, no, I mean it was a practice, so it wasn't. Oh, like okay, some, okay. Some, I mean it was a scrimmage game. Okay, and, uh, okay. So no, the the runner who was my teammate looked around and I had blood gushing out of my nose down the front of my jersey. Where's the video of this? And uh, there was no video of this. Ah. But I do still, I mean, part of this big lump that remains in my nose is partly because of that. I had no idea. Well, there you go. Brad Logan has some good questions for us. We already said the best meal we had in New Orleans. Uh, What's our number one to-go snack, go-to snack on the road? So when you're pulling off in the service station, you're getting gas, you're that Diet Mountain Dew, but you're a little hungry, what are you getting? I'm getting a, Jack Link's has this new tenderer kind of beef jerky. It's tenderer? Tenderer, more tender, more tender. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to remember what the actual name, but I think it just says on the package like tender Jack Link's tender or yeah. something like that. I, anyway, it's a new kind of tender beef jerky. I'm yeah. a big fan, so I usually go I beef, like jerky beef jerky and a Cliff Bar, usually either peanut butter or chocolate chip. But I, I, I like all of them, so it's really not. So I also go Jack Link's. I go the jalapeno sizzle beef and cheese stick. That's mine. But if I was if going back to my old days. Just a Snickers bar was always my choice. Yeah. You're not yourself when you're hungry. If I go chips, mm-hmm. I'm getting the baked Ruffles sour cream and cheddar. I don't like to eat chips on the road. I generally don't, but sometimes I do. Okay. All right. Uh, 
You're making a grocery store run. What are the top three songs in order you're dialing up? Oh. So you got enough time to get three three songs in before you go. This is off the top of my head. I'm a big fan of Sweet Child of Mine. Okay. So that that's on there. I don't know. So we'll, since I got to go in order, and that's the first one come to mind, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh we'll go country here. How about Toby Keith? Should have been a cowboy. All right. Uh, one more. These aren't necessarily, by the way, my top three songs of all time. It's just the first three that's coming to mind here. Yeah. Um, let's see. What do I want? Third song. What's gonna put me in a good mood? Let's go. Let's go gospel. Let's let's get let's get some Jesus in me. Yeah. Uh, so you're pulling in to. I'll fly away. How all right. That? That's good. I'm glad morning when this life is over. I'll fly away. It was a little too heavy to be that song, but okay. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't it's realize. a beautiful song. Oh, it man. is. It is. It's a beautiful is. song. All right. I'm gonna yeah. go. Uh, huh? Yeah. I know. I'm gonna go. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna be fired up when we get to the grocery store okay, with me. Get pumped up. We're gonna go with uh, "Live It Up" by Airborne. You might know that as uh, Eric Sarantola's walkout song. Yeah. Uh, go with that. I'm gonna go with uh, "Inner Sandman" and the undisputed error Titan oh, Drunk yeah. song. Dun, 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 yeah. I, I want to try to get out of the car right when the first boom hits. Boom. Yeah. Bye bye. You could right. also go. You know what another good one would be? What Riley Self's walkout song, G- little G Easy, Me Myself and I. See, I'm, that doesn't get me going. That's not for me. <laughs> <coughs> All right, I'm gonna sing while Brian coughs his long. I uh, know, right? It hasn't been as bad. I don't want to jinx it yet, but it hasn't been as bad as it normally gets. Well, that's, uh, I'm, I'm my glad. good friend, the real Big Jones, who once was humiliated by me in a wing eating contest. I'm sure he'll appreciate me bringing that up. School up north got alcohol. Dogs getting alcohol. I have to think it's coming. It may not it come. Has it, to it's be not going to come right? this it, year. It has to be next year. And, and look, I, I'm, I may be speaking out of turn here. I may, you know, we may break something tomorrow. It says state's going to get it this year. I don't know because I mean, between NCAA stuff and season starting and everything. Quite frankly, I probably hadn't done as much on this as I should. I will admit. Right. But from from the conversations that I have had, I don't think it's happening this year. I don't think it's happening this year. But you have to assume Southern Miss is doing it. Ole Miss is doing it. A lot of teams in the SEC is going to be doing it. State's going to do it. I get the feeling if State doesn't do it next year, they'll be the only school not doing it. I mean, And that's a bad idea. It would shock me if season opener 2020 – the 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 you know beer and wine sales aren't flowing <coughs> throughout Davis Way. I would agree with that. And for anybody out there, and look, you know, I I don't drink or whatever. You know, this isn't some big issue to me though, because you know what? Every game I go to, Braves game, you know, you go to a bowl game, it's there. People ha- people have the at some point people just have to you know maturely handle. Drinking alcohol and and just because it's not being sold in the stadium, people can still be fools with alcohol and sneaking in anyway. So I just think that's a revenue stream that probably needs to be taken advantage of. If you're asking my opinion on this old hold on thing, but we'll see. Banana John Bench has some questions for us. Hey, when let's I mean we talked about that yesterday. Where were you when you got word? That Hugh Freeze will be coaching from a hospital bed in the stadium. <laughs> Where were you when, when you found out that Hugh Freeze is coaching from a hospital bed? Do you I think was, it was dumb? I was going more from like uh, Alan Jack. That's where, where I was going. World, no, that's what that's okay, what I was that doing. Was what that was but to be. I was doing a parody of it. Okay. 
Like, did you not see the South Park where they tried to build the ladder to heaven? <laughs> you never saw that? I, I, I've they seen tried, very few South Park. They tried to build a, a Kenny dies, and they but he he was the only one who knew where their winning ticket was for a candy short store shopping spree. So everybody thought they were building a ladder to heaven because they just wanted to see their friend. In reality, they had a another motive for that. <laughs> So they start building, and then like all these companies get in, and then the government gets involved because they're like, "We got to get up there," because they find out they think I think they found out that Saddam Hussein wanted to bomb heaven. He had chemical warfare plants in heaven, and so then like the Japan, like the Koreans build a ladder and they do all this. We have reached heaven. <laughs> they had not reached heaven, so and of course you know they don't build the ladder. But Alan Jackson had a song. Where were you when they built the ladder to heaven? In that song, in that show. And he, you know, he oh, got man. profit off of that. Yeah. So, anyway, where were you when you got that word? I was in the press box at Brian, the, at the Superdome. Just real quick, Brian explained South Park to Joel could be a segment. Yeah, it really, it really could. could. I, I've I've seen very very little South Park in my day. In fact, we once ate at uh, Gus's Fried Chicken in Oxford, and you and Tom Ebel and Brett yeah. Hudson just had this thirty minute long South Park conversation. Do you remember what it was about? I remember. Talking. I don't because I just ate my chicken and let y'all talk because yeah. I had no clue. I was that was just a conversation I couldn't join in. Didn't it happens? Don't don't know enough about it. Uh, so anyway, I was in the press box at the Mercedes Benz Superdome. Mm-hmm. Robbie Falk informed me of of all that going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think. Because, I mean, you know, game states playing and then writing and then I want to get in the truck and go to the house. I really think the first thing thing that I saw of it, picture or anything, was when I pulled in my driveway back in Starkville <laughs> almost midnight that night and I saw the tweet of the, uh, I will remember yeah. you, and like the waving. And I thought, like, was this some kind of doctored footage? I don't know. That happened. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I stayed in my truck laughing quite for a long time uh, with that. And then I, of course, then I saw the, the post game of him sitting there like via satellite laying in the hospital. Oh, my gosh, man. That was just unintentional comedy gold. No, it was intentional. Yes. I don't think he intended it to be comedy. Yeah, I was, he, he intended I was a, to look like a hero. But. I, was in my, I was in my Uber back to, the, back to the hotel when I was, I was just going through Twitter. I was like, what? What? And and it just sort of went from there. When I originally saw he was going to coach from a hospital bed, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like he was going to be at the hospital in the hospital bed, like with some kind of headset talking to the coaches while he watched on TV or something. Like I, I didn't realize he was actually going to be in the press box in a hospital bed. Right. So anyway, well, that's what he did, though. He did. He did that. Uh, better memes. This is still from Banana John Bench. Spurrier after the Franks interception or freeze in the hospital bed? Freeze in the hospital It's not even close. Yeah. As much as I love Spurrier, as soon as I saw Spurrier's face, I was like, that's going to be a meme. There's, I mean, this is going to last forever. <laughs> you know, there's a dozen weird you know, Spurrier making faces. There's only one freeze, you know, waving across the field from the hospital bed. <laughs> so, yeah, that's something that's going to... You know, Slam dunk. That that's going to live forever. Uh, Pylon Paul wants to know, are we going from too little Kylan Hill to too much Kylan Hill? Brian Haydad said yes. I said yeah. I think 27 carries is too many. We'll see how that goes. I mean, I think if you get 27 carries a game, then yes. But I, I do feel like the way that game went and as you know, consistent as he was, I can kind of see why it happened the way it happened. Yeah. Uh, he also wants to know, Thoughts on the strength and conditioning program seem to be a lot more giggle to our players Saturday than we're used to. What? I'm, I'm going to assume he meant jiggle. 
You think he meant jiggle? I, I mean, like you know, flub jiggling a little bit. I, I, I didn't notice anything about the. I've players. seen a lot on message boards and social media about oh, these well, guys. That's obviously are, true. That these guys are out of shape. Quite frankly, at practice and in where I've watched, I haven't seen that at all. In fact, guys like Malik Deer look as good as he's looked since he's been here. Yeah. Seem like. Seems like it's just a lot of folks that want to blame stuff on other things. I don't think the defense struggling the way it did had anything to do with their strength and conditioning. No. I think it had everything to do with the fact that Simmons and Sweat and Jonathan Abram are now in the NFL. And you got a bunch of young guys trying to get their feet under them, particularly on the defensive front. I, I don't think it had a darn thing to do with these guys being out of shape. And I, I saw something somewhere, and I want to say it, it may have been on the 24-7 message board. I don't want to peg that for sure. But I, it, was, it may have been six-packs big. I don't know. I saw it on one of the message boards. It said Errol Thompson was completely out of shape. What? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, let's see here. Uh, Frank Dukes, who, of course, won. Bloodsport. Of course, won the Kumite. Uh, <laughs> world record holder. No. You are next. Did you did you ever listen? Do you listen to the rewatchables? They did the, they did a, they did a blood. You sport. have told me this. No, I've not. But oh I need gosh, to. Oh my gosh, it's just so good. I love some blood sport. Blood sport is a great, great, great film, and that's what it is. It's one of those things. If I'm flipping channels and I come across blood sport, I'm done. I'm time. That's where absolutely. The, we're stopping there. We're gonna watch. And, and blood you sport. talked while ago about getting pumped up when you went to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to throw in the song. You know when the they Kumite do song, the fight Kumite. to survive. Fight to survive. You know what that movie has that we don't have anymore? Montages. Yeah. It's got like five great montages in there. So who would, other than Chong Lee and Frank Dukes, who would you least like to fight? Oh, the, the, uh, his, Frank Dukes' buddy, the... Ray Jackson? Yeah, that dude was a... He had, he had Chong Lee on the ropes. I I don't... He was a bad man, I don't want to fight the, uh, the big dude. That like bear hugged the, the, the monkey guy out. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, he, he seems like he would be tough. Uh, let's see here. Also, Paco. I don't want to fight the Muay Thai guy. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. But yeah, his question was, uh, <laughs> who isn't in the WWE Hall of Fame that should be? Uh, you know, they've kind of righted some of these wrongs they in have? recent years. Um, China's still not in, though, is she? She, no, was, she, she, went, she just went in. Well, well, she was in as she part went in of DX, DX yeah, but, but her by herself, like never China, happened, but will never happen, in. though. Probably never happen. Um. You know who's not in that has a Hall of Fame career. Now it's you know more recent, but Who? I don't know if he'll ever get in. Who? Punk. Punk should be in. Jericho should be in. Will he get in now that he's at AEW? I think Jericho will eventually because I think he's still on good terms okay. with with them for the most part. You know who isn't in, and he's he is in, but you know Flair is in as himself and as a horseman. Double A should be in. Yeah, should be in. Should be in, in my opinion. Um. Are the Von Erickson? I think, I think, they, I think they put them I all in. I think they are. Yeah. I think they, I think they put them in. That, that's, they, they would belong. Um, I don't know. We're not too much further out now from like the, the stars of, you know, I mean, Austin's already in, but like we're talking about, we're not far from Cena being in. Probably in like next year or two. Because he's, yeah. he's, well, he's I mean, pretty much done. Well, if you're going to do, Taker's got to go in for Cena. Yeah, but when's Taker? Go, Taker won't go in until he's done, though. Well, Cena's not done. He's, he pops in from time to time. Yeah, man. He's like, he's like Taker now. I mean, they, they each true. pop in from time to time. Um, 
You know, though, they, they've watered this thing down so much. I mean, look, I, the Godfather. Yeah. You know, the other thing I don't understand about this is why is there not an actual building? Why is there not a real Hall of Fame? How much money would you make? If you had a, a true WWE Hall of Fame where you could see, like, the plaques and there were all this memorabilia and stuff, people would go to that. Where do you put it? New York? Put it in Bristol. I don't care. You know? But do something. It doesn't make any yeah. sense for it not to happen. Uh, let's see here. Payne Sleeper wants our honest opinions on Bo Nix. I think if his receiver hadn't made an outstanding play that nobody's thinking that Bo Nix is the second coming of Cam Newton or something. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think he's the second coming of Cam Newton. But I think he's gotten a lot of praise because his receiver bailed him out a little bit on Saturday. There's, I mean, he looked like a, a true freshman quarterback. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I don't see them winning more than seven games. I still don't. So, uh, Let's see. Rob Chittam wants to know, if you or I get sick, and have to be in the hospital. Will we still faithfully record Thunder and Lightning even from the hospital bed? <laughs> yes. Even more so now. <laughs> I don't know if before last Saturday we would have. But now. But now, because of the opportunity that that yeah. presents. And I don't the, care it, if I'm in like a quarantine. You know, Joel's going to be in there in a hazmat suit. <laughs> we're, we're doing that for sure. Let's see here. Uh, <laughs> David Madison. Wants to know, could Kylan Hill get into the Heisman conversation? He would have to have game yardage games like yesterday, or like yesterday, like Saturday, with fewer carries because he'll wear down. But if he can average 175 yards a game, something like that, yeah, he could be in the conversation. State's got to win games. Of course. I was gonna, but say, if, if he's getting 175 yards on the ground, State's, a game, winning, games. state's winning games. So, yeah, I mean, it's not the most outlandish thing to think. I yeah. mean, if. If anybody from Mississippi State's winning the Heisman this year, it's going to be Colin Hill. Yeah, that's, that, that's <laughs> There's true. that. Which MSU wide receivers are you excited to see get more targets this week? Javante uh, Payton is the, the one who strikes me. And Zuber. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to say. Like Mitchell, he had plenty of targets. Yeah, Mitchell, and, and Mitchell, Gid- Austin, and Gidry are, are, are on the list for me. Yeah. Um, well, let's see, Kylan Hill catch a couple passes as well. Yeah, I think for me maybe Zuber because I, I mean, yeah. and he had a catch that got nullified, you know. So yeah. I mean, his numbers would look better had that stuck. But mm-hmm. I think Zuber is going to be a bigger part of this offense than what you saw on yeah. Saturday. In honor of USM coming into town, what's the best slash weirdest food to put mustard on? The best slash weirdest. What's the best? The food? best now, and I don't know. You may not be a fan of this, but. And I don't eat them much, but corn dog got to have some mustard. I don't like mustard. I also I, I, like, I also don't like corn dogs because corn dogs combine two things I don't like: cornbread and, cornbread and hot dogs. Now, if I if I have a corn if I have a corn dog, it, it, yeah, I, you best believe that. Some mustard that said, when I did my my stint with the Bluff City Bulldogs competition barbecue, excuse me, they rub mustard all over the ribs before they cook them. You don't taste the mustard; it just yeah. helps the seasoning and everything adhere to it. So, ribs is my answer. What's the weirdest food? Weirdest? To put Weirdest thing would you put mustard. mustard on ice cream? No, a little sharp mustardy ice cream. No, I don't know of anything weird that I put would put mustard in or on. I don't know. Are I, you I, are I you a mustard potato salad kind of guy? There's some people who like that. No. Okay. No. See, I mean, when I eat mustard, it is almost exclusively hot dog, hamburger, mm-hmm. corn dog, grilled cheese sandwich. No. 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 I don't. I mean, I like mustard, but I don't put it on anything. Do you like mustard barbecue sauce? Not really. Good, because that is an abomination that, before God and man. And I, I'm not even a. I mean, I, it, it's fine, and I eat it, and I've eaten it before, and would eat it again, and will eat it again. But 
I'm not a humongous fan of white barbecue sauce either. I'm not a big fan, no. No. Because it's made of mayonnaise, which is worse than mustard. Yeah, but it, it does, I mean, I can tolerate that. I mean, and it can still be, it can still be okay. Rolling in at 4.17 a.m., Justin Strawn wants to know. He's got some good questions here. Uh, will Brian ever publicly doubt Brian CTP's gambling picks again on the show? Sure, if I don't agree with him. <laughs> I mean, he was right. Good good for him. Deserves respect. Got them. Got that money. Made that straddle. But I'm just saying, if, it, if I don't like the picks, I'm going to be like, I don't, I don't agree. Uh, let's see here. Uh... This is, I guess we can maybe maybe we can answer this now. Kylan Hill had 27 carries on Saturday. His lack of carries last year had to be due to Nick Fitzgerald not knowing the proper decision to make in Moorhead's offense, didn't it? I think, personally, mm-hmm. that there may have been a little bit of that, but I don't think it was the major issue. Well, I, I think well the, Moorhead constantly said that he was making the right reads. Yes, I think that the major issue was, as Joe told us in the Chalk Talk thing, if you're not completing passes, if you're not a threat at all, really, in the passing game, they can, you know, the defense can can bank on covering the run game. And in order to even out the numbers there, you have to get the quarterback involved in the run game. Yeah. And so it would just state more often than not needed to even out the numbers in the run game, which meant Nick Fitzgerald got to carry the football a heck of a lot. Yeah, and, and so I think that that was the major issue, more so than him making wrong reads, was just State's passing game was, I mean, inconsistent as being nice mm-hmm. calling last year. So I, I think that was more to do with it than, than than Nick making wrong reads. Now, I'm not saying that he didn't ever make a wrong read. I'm sure it occasionally, you know, he did some things and just kept the ball and shut up. But by and large, I think the major issue was the passing game wasn't there and State had to even out the numbers in the run game and the quarterback was involved and – even when you make right reads, if the box is stuffed and they're banking on it, you know, it's, it turns out the way it does sometimes, like it did at LSU. Yeah, but sense. anyway, you can, you're free to have a different opinion. Will Tennessee ever hire a good coach? I don't know if you heard this today, but uh, Brad Edwards, from, I think he's from ESPN, he said that there's already a, a conspiracy theory floating that Saban planted Pruitt at Tennessee to kill the program. <laughs> Kind of like uh, Vince McMahon since Scott Hall, the WCW. <laughs> I'll inject the poison of Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> oh, uh, that's good stuff. Well, I mean, it's going to be tough because right now, if you're a coach, that's a that's a bad situation. You've got to play. You're the you're the only East team that plays Alabama every year, and you got to work for an athletic director who's a note a noted meddler. It. Tennessee's best hope, I think, is to land like, you know, when when Urban Meyer goes from like Utah to Florida or something like mm-hmm. that, or you know, some some up and coming well, guy looking to get into Power Five football. A friend of mine gave me the answer to this question. Are you ready? Urban Meyer? No, Urban Meyer's going to USC. That's right. That's right. You know, you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Introducing new head t- football coach at Tennessee, Hugh Freeze. <sighs> they take him. He fits their bill. They love that sanctimonious crap, too. That holier-than-thou stuff, That they eat that right up. And I, what, What's his record against Saban? He's got a couple wins, right? That's the perfect guy. Never happened. Why, why do you say that? 
to get back. I, he I, would I don't jump know. to get back in the oh, SEC. Oh, he would, and I, I think maybe even Tennessee and would. Fulmer knows he could control him. But, you know, the scuttlebutt has always been that Freeze wanted to be an OC somewhere in the SEC, and Sankey quietly kind of put the kibosh on all that. So well, I, Maybe two years from now, though? Another year? Maybe. Maybe he softens. We'll see. I'll tell you what. For somebody like me that just likes to watch the world burn sometimes yeah. – I'll sign and me State up. would never have to see him. Like after this year, State won't play Tennessee for another six, seven years. You give me more Hugh Freeze versus Dan Mullen. Oh, I didn't think about Freeze versus Mullen. Mullen be like, "You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> I thought I was away from him." <laughs> Son of a. His his voice went up an octave there. He started talking like Mickey Mouse for a second. <laughs> Speaking of Mickey Mouse, I was sad to learn last week Sheriff Cowley is no longer on the air. You may have learned that on this very program. As parents, we've all had to suffer through children's shows that made us want to gouge out our eyes. But what shows did your kids watch that you were that you found quite bearable? For me, it was Sheriff Cowley, Octonauts, and Curious George. Sheriff Cowley, I could get through. You know, I never. That, obviously, it's off the air, so my kids don't watch it. But um, Puppy Dog Pals is okay. Okay, it's okay. They go on at little adventures and things. Uh, what's some What's something else that's not too bad? Um, Mickey Mouse and the Roadster Racers, whatever they kind of watch some of that sometimes. That's I okay. don't even know what that is. So my kids have grown past that. Yeah, see, my, I mean, both of my boys when Mickey Mouse is on, a lot of times they're they're. Too, I didn't they're mind Princess in. Sophia for having two girls. It didn't it didn't bother me as much. Yeah, see, I, I would think that I don't I don't know. I guess at that age, sometimes there's a lot of shared viewing, whether you're a, a boy or a girl. I would think that for me, if I'd had girls, that there may they may watch shows that would really get under my skin a little more if they watched like you know, Princess Sophia. Just on the title, doesn't sound like something I'd want to sit through. But no, but but hey, it wasn't bad. Okay, Will Baisden, I believe he said it was Baisden. Yeah, well, he did. Yeah, who should be more more worried about the rest of this season, Tennessee or Ole Miss? That's a good question. Well, it, it depends on. See, from my vantage point, I just thought Ole Miss was going to stink anyway. Yeah. So uh, nothing is really. Surprising. I didn't think Tennessee was going to be good, though. I didn't either, but, but I didn't, I didn't think they were going to be State. wretched. And and it has a chance. Tennessee has a chance to go completely off the rails. Whereas coming into the season, I didn't think that anybody had to worry about Pruitt losing his job this year, right. kind of thing. Now I think that's very much on the table. Yeah. And Ole Miss. I mean, maybe an Oxford and Ole Miss fan would tell you differently, but so far I'm not surprised by anything I've seen. The thing, the, the main thing to remember with them is. That, for me, I had Ole Miss 0-1 anyway. So I'm not, you know, the way they lost was interesting. But I, they're not, they're at the same record. I thought Tennessee would be 1-0 pretty easily. Yeah. And, and you know Ole Miss, like you said, I mean, Ole Miss was the underdog last weekend anyway. Ole Miss could very easily, and I'm not picking them to win. You and I picked yesterday, and, and we both picked the Hogs to win. But Ole Miss could win on Saturday, and they're going to win next week. They could be two and one going into you know week four against Cal or something and yeah. have a chance to go three and you know I, <coughs> Ole Miss still has a pathway to kind of I don't want to say salvage their season but you know get a little positive momentum going. We'll see if they do. But yeah, I think Tennessee's just whew, I think they they're in bad trouble. And if they lose this week, it is all kinds of dumpster fire up in Knoxville. I agree. Tyler Heydrich wants to know if we could take one player from the Cardinals roster to move to the Giants or the Braves, who would you take? It's an easy steal for him. He would take Mad Bomb and Acuna. Acuna. Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna. Okay, so who? what Cardinal would you want to take? Um, 
Gold, you know, Goldschmidt hadn't been good this year, all that great. And mm-hmm. even if he was, Freddie Freeman's better. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think Goldschmidt's the answer. Um, that's a tough question. Yeah. Do you, Do you know anybody off the top? Of you? I mean, it's, you know, it's, selfishly, it's, it's Goldschmidt self- for me because. I mean, he's got thirty. He's almost got thirty home runs in the season. The Giants have no power. Millar, Millar is the first. Millar's the first. Pilar, I'm sorry, is the first Giant with twenty home runs in a season in like five years. And didn't uh, didn't Goldschmidt like kill San Fran when he was with Arizona? Oh my God! Just just raked, absolutely <laughs> destroyed the Giants. So maybe being in pack, maybe being in Oracle Park. I'm sorry, would be a good thing for him. Have him back in his old familiar. I mean, I mean, team. selfishly. Would you want Dakota Hudson? Selfishly, I'd like to watch Dakota Hudson just because you know knowing Dakota Hudson, that would be kind of that'd yeah. be kind of fun. Um, Jack Flaherty's had a really good season that starting rotation for St. Louis. Yeah, he may be he may be the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't know. I I I, I think it would probably be it, it'd probably be a starting pitcher. So I, I'll I'll go either Flaherty or. Or Hudson and you wouldn't want to go like Carlos Martinez. Yeah, well, get a closer in there, or Jordan Hicks. Thing is, state state Bra- the Braves bullpen has been since the last like three or four weeks they've been fine now. Okay, so I, I don't know that that's a need anymore. But beyond the top two or three in the Braves rotation, there's just a lot of question marks. So I don't know. Right. I, probably probably one of the starters. Gil Mainclang wants to know. I have walked by Chipper Jones at the O'Hare Airport. I have spoken with U.S. goalie Tim Howard. I took a picture with Thunder and Lightning this weekend. Yes, you, <laughs> you did. did. Enjoy that, man. Have you ever been starstruck? Uh, I'll tell you, I really get, and he mentioned one of them, and I've never met Chipper Jones, but when I meet any of those 90s Braves, mm-hmm. it is really cool. When, when, I, when I, I got to meet Fred McGriff at uh, Duty Noble, you know, back yeah, a, year, yeah. a year or two ago, uh, you got to meet Tim Hudson. And, that was uh, really cool. Yeah, I met, met Tim Hudson um, in, Omaha. in Omaha. And you searched for Tom Glavin. I, I did, and, and saw him from a distance. And, but see, I, I've actually I, I've met maybe a strong word, but mm-hmm. Glavin has signed a ball for me before, mm-hmm. like outside of Turner Field. So yeah. I, I've, I've seen Glavin before. But anytime I'm in their presence, it's it's yeah. because growing up, you're 12 years old, and these guys are like gods. Yeah. You know, For me, it was when I was like 12 years old, or I guess I was closer to like 15 or 16. But first time I met Jackie Sherrill. I was like, oh my god, just Jackie Sherrill. And, and then those and then I shook Andre it. the Giant. Yeah, hands. then I shook his hand and I was like, oh my lord. <laughs> it's a bear in a suit. <laughs> All right. Uh the volunteerists, we're, we're gonna answer this question, and this is gonna be the last time this question gets answered. Because I feel like we have answered it a bunch of times. Every MSU media member has answered it a bunch of times. I don't know how you don't know the answer to it, but anyway. Speaking of suspensions, would they be eligible for a red shirt or is that off the table? They cannot red shirt out of a suspension. Suspended players are suspended. There is no getting out of it. End of story. I feel like I'm, I'm on the verge of pinning that tweet because people ask it all the time. Uh, let's see here. Matt Camp wants to know, does Leo Lewis deserve an Oscar or a Dundee for his performance on Saturday? Personally, his role as injured player didn't really seem viable to me. That, that, that This is true. Leo Lewis did take a dive. Yeah. He, he tried to, to slow some things down there. I give him credit. He got it, he got it done. Then he just immediately wants to go back in. You got to sit out and play. You know that. <clears throat> JR says, isn't laying in a bed what got Hugh Freeze in trouble at his job? Oh. Eesh. Eesh. Ooh. Yes. True. True story. 
Cody Perkins, who is the best high school football player you ever watched? Uh, first one that comes to mind, Jeff Simmons. Really? Um, watched him just kill Starkville High back in the, uh, was it 16, is it, whatever year was his senior year yeah. at, at Knoxville County. Mm-hmm. He murdered Starkville High. I mean, had like 20-something tackles, blocked a couple of kicks. I remember that game, yeah. Had a, I mean, it was insane. Just, it was unfair. Uh, and and that was one of the, I only saw Jeff play a couple of high school games because Knoxville County really isn't in the Starfield Daily's covered here, but they obviously play some area teams. But but yeah, Jeff just took over that game. Completely. And that was a good Starfield High team. AJ Brown that team, team that team played for us. That Starfield High team uh, lost to Pearl. They got to the state title game and I think lost and then won it the next year if okay. I remember right. But yeah, that game was actually an overtime game and there was a lot of talent on that field with AJ Brown and Jeff Simmons. And, that was, that was a good game. Yeah, the answer for me is Brian Darden, who was a running back at Warren Central, who ended up signing with uh, Tennessee. Yeah, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. My, my my the other one in the running, I think I've told you this before. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Campbell at Taylorsville. AJ Brown is my other guy. Um, yeah. I, I, anyway, Jason Campbell came to Ackerman when he was at Taylorsville and just kicked the crap out of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was just amazing yeah. to, to watch. And I mean, I, maybe he was amazing because I was younger when he came, you know. Yeah. And then he went on, obviously, to do great things. But. AJ Brown, I think I told this story on the show before, but I saw him against uh, West Point. And he ran a slant where I'm telling you, he, he, he went one yard, turned his body to the, to the ball. Good throw by who was the kid? Brady Davis? What was his name? Quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that his name? I think so. Throws the ball. It's on target. He catches it. There's a yard of separation between him and and the West Point corner. He pivots to go upfield, and at that moment, I looked at my wife, and I said, he's gone. And he was. The kid never touched. He was a yard away, and then two seconds later, there was 15 yards of separation as A.J. Brown just sauntered into the end zone. Unbelievable. Great football player. Uh, let's see here. Josh Ard is our friend who met saw us at Koshan. So, sorry, we you, come speak. Yell at us. Cross the restaurant. Yeah, just Yell. What 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 should be the word they yell at us? We need we need a code word. If you see us in public and you're trying to get our attention, what do you yell? Whew. How about woo? If you if we hear a woo, we'll turn around. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, where are we here? We got a bunch of stuff going here. Uh, what's one thing, Jace Caldwell? What's one thing we wish Starville had that it probably won't ever have? My wife would tell you a target. Mm, that it probably won't ever have. Because I feel like, you know, if it's like a five guys, several could get a five guys. Yeah. What could? It, what is it never going to get? You know, maybe this is the dad in me coming out, mm-hmm. but I wish Starkville had like a humongous water park. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. My kids love the water. Yeah. So that would be really fun. I'd that, get a lot of use out of my that. My kids would. My kids, even older the, as they are, love. They love to swim. They love to go to the water. That's not a bad idea. Some big family friendly attraction. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, let's see here. One player you wish would have stayed in state and played for MSU. So what's a player who went out of state? Right now, the answer the answer for this year's team is Raquan Davis. Mm-hmm. It, he would make a huge difference on that MSU defensive line. And God, last year, good luck. They might not have given up any touchdowns with Raekwon Davis on that defensive line. All time, maybe Jason Campbell, like you mentioned, you know, big time quarterback, or trying to think of, you know, another player who went somewhere else. 
and, and had a monster career. Maybe if one of the, the early South Panola kids like Dwayne Run or Deshae Townsend had come to state, that pipeline might have gone a little differently through the years. Yeah. Is there one that stands out for you? Maybe a baseball player. Ooh. I should be able to answer that question, but sitting here thinking, I, yeah. nobody's coming to mind. I mean, there, there's probably somebody screaming at their oh, device yeah. right there's now. There's no question saying, about you, that. It's blank. Yeah. Uh, trying to think like maybe like basketball, Chris Jackson. Yeah, and of course there's I mean there's several guys, Monte Ellis or somebody that, that didn't come to state. Didn't come to state at all, yeah. Um I mean if if we're going that route with baseball, I'd love to see Austin Riley come to Mississippi State and Yeah. You know, and he ended up signing with the Braves, but he didn't go to another college. And I'm also glad that he ended up signing with the Braves. So uh, it worked out for me either way there, I guess. But um it would have been pretty cool to see Austin Riley in that sixteen, seventeen MSU lineup. Um I don't know. There's some guys. That's a question that I I didn't even know we had coming. I, yeah. I should have gave that. I wished I had seen that and given that a little more thought. I, yeah. No, nothing's. There's a lot of great guys. Mind. I mean, Marcus Dupree could be the answer. To yeah, that for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, Cam Akers could be the answer. Can't imagine Akers and Hill in the same backfield this year. I don't even know what you would do with Akers because, like, I think Hill is more suited to be a tailback. And not that Akers isn't, but do you try to find a way to make him like a? A slot man and should you know have him play all over. I don't know. Interesting. Uh Andy Atkinson, the enforcer, wants to know what amount of money would it take for you to be the Liberty football spokesperson while explaining while having why having Hugh Freeze in a hospital bed at the stadium was a good idea. So now you, you gotta real, go back to your media relations days. You're at the podium. I'm Brian Haydad, Sports Illustrated. What was the thought? Why did y'all think this was a good idea? Hugh Freeze is one of the most courageous men I've ever known. Everybody I mean, reco- hit record. <laughs> I mean, just weeks ago, he was in a battle for his life. <clears throat> but I'll tell you what, he loves these kids. And he was not in any shape, form, or fashion going to let them down. And, you know, he, 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 throughout his life, has been a man that ha- has preached that it's love for the one next to you. Mm-hmm. and It certainly is what he's preached. And and he had to be next to those kids as close as he could possibly get on game day and lead them into game one, and he was not going to be denied. Now, how much to say that? <laughs> I would then go to my house and yeah, take a jam bl- my head up against the Take a bleach shower. And, uh, <laughs> I mean... That's a six-figure job right there. It's got to be because how do you – I mean, you just stand up there and bullcrap because the true answer is our head coach can't stand to not be in the spotlight and he wanted to be viewed as a hero and he just wanted the attention and now he's searching his name on Twitter and seeing what everyone said about it and he's probably upset about what everybody said about it. All I really want is for someone to give me the greatest hits of Joel Coleman, of Hugh Freeze is the most courageous man I've ever met, and <laughs> I believe in Matt Luke. Those are the two things I want somebody to help me out with. Uh, let's see here. Who's next here? Matt Camp, given Oklahoma's success with transfer quarterbacks, is it a bad sign if you're initially recruited by Lincoln Riley? That's a good point. If you're in a yeah. high school quarterback, why would you decide like you're just gonna go get a quad transfer? <laughs> That's the, very, the guy, the guy behind Hertz was the nation's number one quarterback two seasons ago. Surely he will be taken over next. You would think. You would think. 
Uh, let's see here. Keaton, Brian, Keaton Thompson might should look into Oklahoma. I asked him about the day. I said, I bet he goes to Oklahoma and wins the dang Heisman. <laughs> Brian McDuff, happy Tuesday. Happy Wednesday to you as you're listening, McDuff. Uh, besides the logo and the helmet, give me a reason Nebraska should be ranked. They're number, they're number 25 in the country after sort of skating by barely South Alabama at home. Why are they ranked? I think they were 4-8 good... and eight last year. I think they got a good coach. I do too. And I think he'll eventually. I, but other than that, I mean, that's all I can say good about them. Logo on the helmet, and they got a good coach. Yeah. If things are equal in 2020, which is sort of funny when you say it like that, would Jomo go with Keaton Thompson or Garrett Schrader? Mm-hmm. They're equal. So, so are you saying they're both going to stay here? Yeah. Look, my gut feeling is Garrett Schrader starting quarterback next year. I may be wrong. But if you told me to put money on it today – my money would go on Garrett Schrader being your starter next year. Yeah. Would you go that route? Probably so. Probably so. So we'll see what happens with KT. Last one from, from McDuff. Fisher left a – Jimbo Fisher left a storied school in a recruiting hotbed bare. Why is A&M on the way up? You said that the other day. Why is A&M on the way up? Maybe it's just perception. Maybe they're not on the way up. Maybe he was just burned out at Florida State, but at the end of the, when you know when he's engaged, he can win. Yeah, and and Lord knows with the the resources A and M has, he's it's not just a Jimbo Fisher show over there. That's they're, true. They're gonna, but A and M for all the hype, they've never they've been the sleeping giant for the last two decades. Yeah, they've, 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 they've never, never really up. done anything. I mean, yeah. so I don't know. All right, Ryan Nelson wants to know what players were the biggest surprises on Saturday. Surprises. I'm going to tell you one. Kylan Hill getting 27 carries was incredibly surprising to me. Maybe not the performance, but what he did was. Um, I'm th- uh, I, it's not really a, I don't know that it's a surprise, but Tucker Day with two punts and both of them down Very good. into one. Yeah. That, that's that was, I mean, he had a perfect day, literally. Yeah. He, he could not have done a better job than what he did. He was went Austin out there two Williams, times. Was Austin Williams a little surprising? Yeah. It, you know, we have seen, and I, I think last year, we all went into last season thinking Austin was going to play a big role. We've seen him do so well in scrimmages and maroon-white games and things. We thought he was going to be a big part of this offense two years running now, and he looked like on Saturday he may be now going forward. So, um, yeah, that's, that's some good picks. All right. Now let's see here. Another one from Ryan. What was more ridiculous by Hugh Freeze? The pregame Skype speech or the postgame Skype with the media? And why tennis shoes? He was wearing tennis shoes in the bed. Why a visor? The the postgame thing was, I mean, he had the product placement going on with Coke Zero or whatever it was he had in his hand, laying in the bed. Look, that whole thing. We, we've discussed it ad nauseum at this point, but that whole thing from beginning to end was a clown show. I just, I, I don't know. If I'm the president of that university, the AD, whatever, I just say, Hugh, I appreciate your dedication. I'm glad you want to do this, but you're not going to do this. We're I, don't, not I don't actually appreciate your dedication, to be totally honest. You, I think you're an idiot, and you're not going to do this. Because, I mean, from a PR standpoint, I just feel like that was... That was bad PR for the university, I think. Or it sure seems like I haven't seen anyone. I literally have not seen one 
take from anybody. And maybe there's they're out there, and I just hadn't searched for it. But I haven't seen anybody say, you know what, that Hugh Freeze coaching from the press box in a hospital bed, that was a great idea. Hadn't seen a soul say that. You're right, and you're not going to. You're not going to. Uh, let's see here. Who else we got questions here from? What is this here? Uh, it's a computer, Brian. Yeah. Think you're funny? You think you think you're so smart? Uh, David Bourne. He, he has he has our questions divided up between me and you, but I get the wrestling question. Why doesn't Joel get the wrestling question? Joel loves the wrestling. I'll throw it in if I have an answer. Uh, real quick, who do we think feuds immediately with Chris Jericho for the World Heavyweight title? That's all AEW? you. I haven't watched any AEW. Uh, I mean, they'll, they'll keep Hangman Page around for a little bit because, you know, I think he's like right now their biggest face outside of Cody Rhodes, but eventually Cody Rhodes is going to be the, the, the champion of that of that organization, I would think. And then Moxley will, will be a guy they, 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 they work through. Omega will be a guy. And then, you know, does Punk ever come? As soon as Punk comes, then we've got something going. Uh, Joel, do, does Atlanta wrap up the division this weekend against the Washington Nationals? I mean, well, mathematically they can't. But, but, but they can. Sorry. They can... They can essentially wrap it up. I mean, I, look, Washington is playing really good baseball, so I don't think Atlanta's going to go out and sweep them or anything this weekend. But Atlanta's playing really good baseball, too, so I could see it being a split, and Braves just keep treading water and being fine. And that, like I said earlier, that's all they got to do at this point. Yeah. Will they wrap it up this weekend? I don't think so, but they don't have to. They've just got to you know, play 500 ball the rest of the way, and you're fine. Oh, that's cool. I saw Batista was trending. I was like, is he coming back? He said he wouldn't come back. You can play him uh, in uh, the new Gears of War game. Hmm. That's cool. I like Gears of War, too. I don't, I don't just like Gears of War 2. I like Gears of War, comma, 2. I like those games. Uh, I got away from my notifications here. Robert Stumpf, who's a friend of mine, wants to know, how good do you think Florida is this year? Is it possible for Kentucky to be second in the East? I think Florida's going to be second in the East. They're good enough to do that. They're probably going to win eight or nine games. Uh, I don't think Kentucky can be second, but based on what I'm seeing in the East, they could be uh, third. Yeah. Yeah. Could Vandy be third? Are they that good? No, they're not that good. No. I mean, would it shock you after what you saw from Vandy on Saturday and what you saw to South Carolina? Could they beat South Carolina? They could beat them. Could Vandy beat Tennessee? They could beat them. Could Vandy beat Kentucky? They could beat them. Then you're third in the East if they beat all of them. They have to play LSU in the West. Oh, okay. I, now we're now we're going and Ole Miss. Well, I'm, who that, they could beat? They could beat Ole Miss. I don't think they can beat LSU. I don't think they make Florida. Then beating Georgia. I mean, you could draw a path for Vandy to be four and four in the league. You could. I don't know if that's enough to I, to be third. Maybe, maybe they'd have to be better. I don't think they're that good. <laughs> I think I think Kentucky is better than Vanderbilt. Okay, I think but that. but three four. In any order, could be Kentucky Vandy. Uh, yes. Right now, if you said pick who's going to finish last in the in the East, Tennessee is the easy pick right now they because sure they are, are reeling. Gosh, but was that just a? That might be like overreacting though. Yeah, I mean maybe Georgia State's world beaters and we just didn't know it. It's possible. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, I was waiting on one more guy. Did, did he get it in here? Did we did we get one more? No, we're, we're done. <laughs> the buzzer's coming. Yeah, 
one of our one of the friends of the show sent me friends a text. Of the program. He sent me a text, and I was like, "Hurry!" But it doesn't look like it's going to make it. So, sorry about that. You know who you are. All right, tomorrow's show we'll uh, preview USM. We'll get Luke Johnson on the phone to talk with us about the Golden Eagles. Start looking ahead to uh, Saturday's game. Uh, plus, between now and then, we'll talk to Tommy Stevens. So we'll have some uh, some thoughts on what he had to say about what he's looking to improve between week one and week two uh, in his game. And uh, we'll get all that for you tomorrow. Until then, for Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.